Welcome to RemoteOffice.fm episode 50. This show is about the future of everything. The story behind how technology could shaping our lives easier. I'm your host, Lima Hayati. We're happy to announce our guest today, founder of Celerative. Celerative is technology agency who create products for startups and enterprise clients by combining user experience, machine learning, and artificial intelligence into their data. Let's find out how his background as a software engineer influenced him managing Laplata Hub and crafting the experience for accelerative clients. Now listen to our conversation with Juan Salas. We're so lucky to have you in the show. Well, yeah, I'm happy to, to be talking with you today as well. You have quiet inner skills from data science artificial intelligence, machine learning, I, and also ventures as well. <laughs> yeah, I've been around. I've uh, been working. Um, originally, I'm, I'm a software engineer. Uh, I've been working with data since 2010, um, mostly at first on the semantic web and geospatial information field, doing research work for uh, an institute in Germany, just the cultural of the technology. Uh, then I started my first company, which was called Incodex, was a software agency based in Argentina. And eventually, in February 2015, uh, it got merged into Celerity, which is my current company, uh, where I'm acting as CEO, um, which is uh, basically a continuation of Celerity, but with a broader set of um, services and a more uh, ambitious approach and uh, since last year uh, I've been working uh, on expanding uh, the company to the US we open our, our office here in San Francisco so you are still uh, managing La Plata Hub yeah well I, I have a role uh, in La Plata Hub which was uh, an incubator we opened uh, a few years ago um, originally the idea behind the, that incubator was that we wanted to share our experience and help other people um, succeed uh, with uh, uh, technology ventures um, in, in, in our city in La Plata which is a uh, close to Buenos Aires in Argentina. But what we saw back then was that uh, we have a, a very big university there, which is one of the largest in the country. And there were a lot of good ideas, technical ideas. There's a lot of uh, technically skilled talent, but they lack a little bit on the business side. So we try to provide them with mentorship, access to network contacts, resources, and uh, lead a couple of uh, funding rounds for uh, the best companies that we could find and uh yeah it went quite well so um, that, that was uh a good experience and well now, now i'm a little far away because i'm, I'm here uh, in san francisco but at the same time yeah, i'm acting like uh, a point of contact when uh, one of our alumni needs to come to us or i try to provide some virtual mentorship from from, from over here Uh, what value you're seeking from the startup that you want to join La Plata? Uh, the, Is it idea? Oh uh, yeah, so we we've had uh, startups in in different industries. We we had uh, startups that came from uh, the tourism side. We had uh, e-health and uh, and um, even nanotechnology. We had uh, startups that uh, also work in the 
uh, on the crowdfunding and, and hardware space. So we were uh, an early stage incubator that provided uh, a very specific program uh, that was one of our, our achievements. I think our program was uh, fairly well laid out, but we had a couple of, of, industry, of companies that came from, from different business sectors. What kind of benefit that you provide from Lablata Hub if the startup accepted in the program? We have a, a, a program that's laid out to, to last uh, for the first three months where we try to build, bring the management team in and, uh, and that um, we try to level them out uh, on, because we, thought, we, we found that uh, many uh, of the of the startups that we aim for um, had very different needs uh, that those first three months served as a, as a way of us learning their goals, iterating the, uh, the ideas and, and also for them to see what, what feedback they got from our mentorship team and also from fellow, um, fellow startups that were also in the, in the same batch. So that after that first uh, program where we uh, exchange basically experience and mentorship, they, they, they have a, a first demo day and we give them access to, to our, our network of resources and uh, we choose a couple, uh, a journey, uh, two or uh, the two or three best startups for each batch is, uh, we, we try to keep it small, like only 10 startups. And uh, generally, uh, two or three startups, we, we, we would invest ourselves and uh, the others will uh, go on, um, on, uh, on a network of investors that, that might want to join, join in as well. So uh, the, that w- the benefits were access to networking, uh, share experience, methodology, and uh, um, access to resources, to software engineering resources, and, um, and funding. So, yeah, it was a pretty complete package, especially for early stage startups. Our goal is to help them come to uh, get to the next stage, right? So get you uh, uh, a seed round or series A round uh, and also land um, if they're aiming to do so in, in San Francisco. You're also managing director of Celerative, which is tech agency specifically for artificial intelligence and machine learning. So is it combined LaPlata Hub startup that already accepted in LaPlata, the package join into, yeah, you also help them from Celerative? Or yes, kind of. So Celerative uh, and LaPlata Hub are, uh, we could call them sister companies, right? Um, so... La Plata Hub uh, has me and my co-founder at Celerity. We are also um, co-founders of La Plata Hub, we, but uh, along with uh, other uh, uh, a larger team. So, um, and, and we we treated as I I like to think of it like a, as a binary solar system where two stars uh, orbit around each other. They kind of move together, but at the same time, it's um, yeah, they, they, they each are their own thing. So 
we we actually open for, uh, operate from the from the same uh, facility. So Celerative has three floors, and uh, La Plata Hub is just on the uh, on a separate uh, lower uh, lower floor. So they're very connected. They they kind of share the same uh, uh, ecosystem, same space, and we try to to allow. Um, Startups from the Plata how to actually access certain services at a discount or discount or sometimes fully modified rate. So let's say they need to build an MVP, they need to iterate their product, or they need a very specific key feature that will enable to uh, access a new market or that they actually need for or that was spun out from the incubation program. So we try to help them achieve that. Um, we when we present the, the incubation program that we present Celerative as a as another tool in their startup toolbox, right? So they have immediate access to very skilled, very experienced uh, talent. So yeah, we try to 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 back them up from Celerative as well. So some project of the Celerative also from La Plata, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, some 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 startups from La Plata have have uh, help from the celerative team. So you also have a lot of the client from Havas, Danone, Chrysler. We have we we had a couple of yeah major companies that that we're working we're, we're working on right now. Uh, some of them that are mentioned like they're like seriously. Uh, mm big brands some uh, are we cannot talk about because of our, our contracts so they're not even mentioned <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I cannot mention them now but but yeah so we have uh, we have customers that uh, range all I like to think about um, potential not just big brands so when whenever we bring a, a customer on board or when when we evaluate a new business opportunity I like to think about Uh, is this project uh, going to enable the company? How, how much value are we adding to this company, right? So even if sometimes I'm super excited about customers that are very early stage startups um, because they are trying to do something that's really cool and that uh, is, I find it personally, personally challenging. And uh, sometimes you, you see the big companies that are trying to innovate and do something different. And um, that's what I like to 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 think about when I when I see a new uh, prospective customer or or a customer we're working with right now. So I want to see uh, our team adding value to to to, to the customer and uh, helping helping them improve their business, not just uh, providing skilled technical talent. Could you tell us the details of the challenging project that you mentioned? Some companies um, are are doing something just stuff that's really interesting. For example, I can think about right now. There's a, one of our customers is trying to build a whole new way to to consume VR content and how to bring a VR to cinemas. Um, they're based in LA and uh, they're they're called uh, Positron, and, and I think they're awesome. They have a great team. They have a great product. And they're making a, a huge impact in the in the VR space. So um, we have another customer that's based on the on the East Coast. I'm, I'm talking about startups specifically now here uh, that are um, uh, that's called Wish.ai. 
just raised um, uh, a funding round. What we're building for them is machine learning concierge services app that aims to provide concierge, a concierge services marketplace, uh, but leveraging machine learning. So uh, instead of having a lot of people talking on the phone or a faraway part of the problem, you can have actually machine learning answer those questions for you. So um, yeah, I think that's very cool. That solves a very specific need and they have a very good uh, product as well. So those kinds of, of businesses, um, those kinds of um, uh, technologies and building and solving real, real problems, that's what <clears throat> I find mo mo most challenging and motivating. Uh, in those cases, uh, I, I see our team adding um, not just engineering knowledge or um, uh, technical skills to, to, to the to, to the customer's business, but also adding uh, vision, adding uh, um, ways to improve their business model from technical experience, working alongside with our UX department and um, actually making a difference that would be very hard to for, for our customers. And so they, they have said if they had to hire that team from, from scratch and train them and make all the mistakes that, uh, that take, uh, that require uh, getting experience, you know, um, making experience and having a solid team and having a solid, solid processes that back our work. Um, that all takes a lot of effort and time and, and, and money. So when, when our customers hire us, they get a shortcut to all that. And, um, yeah, we solve a lot of problems for them and at the same time, but at, at the same time, like, I like to see our team adding value. So that's the process that I like the most. When you're working on the projects, uh, are you mixing AI, machine learning, and uh, biometrics data into UX research? Yeah, so that's that was one of our uh, first uh, lines of services with Celerative. When we merged the two previous companies, when uh, on February 2015, we created Celerative. Um, my company was uh, a software agency with a hard focus on data because that's where I come from and that's uh, what I like. Uh, and the other company, which uh, belonged to my, my certified co-founder, uh, was a UX agency. So um, we, uh, as a synergy, when we first started talking about uh, ideas and um, how the merger would come down. One of the first things we, we he, he said UX and I said data. And then eventually we, we saw, well, we could combine the two. And uh, what we try to do is change their uh, traditional approach to user experience uh, design and user research, which is very heuristic. So it's based on um, experience and proven techniques. Uh, instead of, of doing that, like that works, um, we can leverage biometric sensor technology to add hard data to user testing. So we use a set of uh, technologies like eye tracking, electroencephalography, EEG, uh, GSR, which is uh, galvanic skin response, which is basically the same technology that is used on light detectors. But we use all of that to sense, uh, for example, how 
how much a person uh, is uh, emotionally moved by a by a stimuli, which is might be an, an application, uh, um, user interface, might be a, a video, an ad, uh, or, or an image. So we can say, um, let's say we want to run an, an experiment again. We want to validate the results we got before. We can repeat the ex experiment. We can um, benchmark uh, to if we want to do, let's say. Um, have a couple of options that we are evaluating. We can see how each one performs and actually measure, determine how better one is from each other. We just we, we don't just say, well, we think this one's better. We we know which one performs better, and we know by how much. Some tools have a like eye tracking have a degree of precision. You can actually do a, a more profound analysis and say, well, why does this? piece perform better and uh, actually iterate and improve on that. The knowledge we get from this set of technologies and, uh, and, and tools is very high. And um, it's very hard to get for, uh, in a different fashion because when you talk to people uh, like uh, after performing a, a user uh, test, people will speak about what they remember, what they saw, what they can put in, in their own words. But with this technology, we can bypass all that. Uh, if a person didn't see or didn't perceive a stimuli, we can still know that they didn't see it. And uh, we, can, we can know why in some cases. If they, if they don't remember something, we can play back the whole experiment and see what, exactly what happened. These are very powerful tools for, uh, for user testing and uh, Yes, that, that we believe that they add a lot of value uh, when, when we use them. From your perspective, what do you think about the future of artificial intelligence and machine learning, especially for yeah, well, improving customer experience? For improving customer experience. So machine learning is very pervasive right now. It's everywhere. I, I don't think it's a trend that's going to to slow down anytime soon. So I expect that we're going to see more and more very repeatable and automatable processes get implemented by, by using machine learning techniques. Uh, I expect that users in the um, in terms of service or how we will impact end users, they will, um, they will see better, uh, more improved and more... Um, personalized uh, user experiences. So uh, that, that's one of the impacts that I expect to see um, very soon. And uh, at the same time, I, I expect that users will shift into being more um, reliant on these techniques to, to for their every, everyday life um, instead of making lots of decisions or researching in the say, let's say in, in the tourism space instead of uh, having to make manually look into even even using meta search engines um, manually looking for flights or uh, or hotels and yeah. they, they will rely on these techniques to just say I need a hotel or I, I, I want to go on vacation and uh, and and, and uh, these products will make the decisions for them. So I think that's going to be a, a, a big impact for, for customers and it will take a while to get there. But you, there was the same um, 
apprehension when e-commerce came out. So I, I think that that's something that's going to happen and it's happening already. What's your the next dream of Celerative that you want to achieve in five to ten years? Well, we have a bunch of plans for Celerative. <laughs> Some of them are in stealth mode right now, uh, but we are uh, we're expanding in the um, our our business here, uh, trying to get more traction into the U.S. Uh, as we have. Uh, um, As we have done in the last couple of years, uh, we, uh, we, our our customers are, are are US mostly US based now. A couple of customers in Western Europe as well. But we try we we're trying to go global. We're trying to uh, think globally from not just uh, our uh, marketing perspective, but also from our operations. So we are uh, looking into opening. A second, uh, a third, actually, operations uh, office in, um, in in Germany. Okay. Uh, so that that's something that that we're uh, aiming for for in the in the next year. Uh, and and yeah, and just keep generating uh, brand awareness, uh, working with um, more and more interesting cases, and uh, and actually focusing heavily on, on, on machine learning, which is something that we're doing right now, and also on, VR, on the VR space. Another project we're working on uh, right now is uh, is called MycoTeam, which is uh, a, a VR um, uh, exposure therapy for, uh, for people to quit, quit smoking. So they combine mindfulness, they combine um, neuroscience and, uh, and VR to help people quit smoking. And they've shown some very promising results and we're helping them build their uh, their next generation of their app. So and we are, we're actually using all these technologies that I mentioned before to help them create better content and, uh, and actually measure how successful they are when uh, and when they apply these uh, their, their products. So, So yeah, it, it's very exciting to be solving real-world problems through all these technologies. Fantastic conversation today, Juan. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for listening this episode. If you want to know the latest updates from Celerative, you can check out their website, celerative.com, or you could also follow them on Twitter at Celerative. Likewise, you can also follow us at Report of Pisco. Stay tuned for the next episode with Safety Wing.